You're listening to Radio Tab's Mobile Rolling. Presented by Garrard's Horse and Hound. Making shopping easier with their online store. The same extensive catalogue. The same keen prices online or over the phone. one 800 talented horse running at Albion Park on Saturday night with a terrific record. Started about $1.12 in that race at Redcliffe but 15 starts, 7 wins, 4 seconds. Kristen, by the sire for a reason. Going well for real life. Yeah, Steve, good morning to you. Good morning, everyone. Uh, he's said to be a major player in that race on Saturday night. And then he's got the derbies just around the corner, the South East Derby, the Queensland Derby. They're going to be focused, there's no doubt, for trainer driver Trent Dawson. And he's a, uh, a smart colt and he's got uh, loads of speed. There's no question about it. So we look forward to that race on Saturday night. First up this morning, Steve, I wanted to track down our leading driver, Nathan Dawson. He was involved in a race fall on Tuesday afternoon at Albion Park. He's currently sitting on 182 winners for the year. That's a remarkable effort. Next best is Cameron Hart, the Sydney driver, with 123. So he's got this huge lead, and fortunately, there was no serious damage done with that spill there on Tuesday. But I want to find out more about it. He joins us now first up. Nathan, good morning. Morning, Chris. A little bit of a scare there on Tuesday afternoon. Yeah, um, you know, it wasn't ideal, but uh, thankfully nothing serious come of it. So a harmless tumble in the end? Pretty much, yeah. A few bumps and bruises, but other than that, uh, I'm all good. So in the end, it was on the home turn. Uh, I think it was race number six on the program. Uh, you got flicked out, and then the runner behind you... did. Did it just go completely over the top of you, cart and all? Yeah, no, the horse and the cart went over me. Um, you know, but you know, it could have been a lot worse, so I'm pretty thankful for that. Yeah. Obviously, the vest uh, took a fair bit of the, uh, the the force there. Yeah, the vest and the helmet, you know, it's, you know, they took most of it. Um, the helmet came out a few big chunks out of it from the horse's hoof, but, um, you know, lucky we had them on. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. So, at any stage, did you fear the worst? Was there instant pain for you? So, what were you thinking? Um, you know, when I first went down, you knew there was some behind me. So, you know, your first thing is you try and, you know, tuck up in the wall and, you know, hope for the best. But when I hit the ground, you know, and the horse come over, you know, it was a bit of pain, but, you know, it wasn't too bad. Yeah, you bounced to your feet pretty much instantly, didn't you? Yeah, I did. Yeah, I got up quick. Um, you know, I got to the horse, uh, and then once everyone was there, kind of, uh, you know, take a step back. Okay, and then the paramedics were on scene, and uh, they were in, uh, uh, in in full action as far as checking you over. Yeah, that's right. You know, they did a good job and checked me over, and you know, they were happy to you know, give you the all clear. All right, you stood down for the rest of your drives that day. You didn't drive last night. How? How stiff and sore were you yesterday afternoon after the painkillers started to subside? Um, yesterday morning was pretty bad, um, but you know, by the afternoon I had a few good soaks and some salts and that. But um, I'm a lot better today, and you know, ready to go. 
All right, so you're straight back into action later today. I'll talk about that a little bit later. But I wanted to talk about Saturday night because it's the first of the big nights at Albion Park. And naturally, uh, you've got a, a really good book of drives. First and foremost, I'll go to the Wandai's mate, the Open. Hot and treacherous backs up. Uh, he was terrific winning the flashing red. Super in the patron's purse. How did you mark the effort last week in the Redcliffe Cup behind Loyalist when he was fifth? Yeah, he was good. Um, you know, he's finding the line really good. We just got shuffled back a little bit and, and to make our run, you know, we got forced a little wider. So, you know how hard it is around Redcliffe to, you know, get into it, especially in these big races when they're running home. Good sectionals. All right. So he's back at Albion Park and he's on, on another backup again. So he's obviously doing well and he's pleasing Jack because he's going week to week to week. Yeah, he is. You know, he's a quite a big horse. Um, you know, he holds good weight, so the racing doesn't knock him around. And, you know, we'll come up with a pretty nice draw on Saturday night. Okay. How does this race play out? There's plenty of opinion about how this race is going to be staged, in particular to run into the first turn. Black Sedan's drawn barrier one, turn it up in seven, and you're right in the middle of the action. So this race over a mile, they're going to fly, aren't they? Yeah, they will. You know, they're going to be running some good times here, um, you know, with this class of horse. But, you know, not many horses can hold it up, turn it up. So, you know, it probably looks like the leader in that race. Okay. So, best case scenario, more speed the better. Worst case scenario, you, you don't want to be left parked out. Would that be fair? Uh, I'm happy to sit there, um, you know, and dictate the race. Um yeah, I'm sure if Turn It Up gets across, you know, he's probably looking to get some type of breather. So I think we'll be pretty positive with him this week and, um, you know, and just to hope for the best. All right. Yesterday we spoke with Ben Crosby, Captain Shuffles in action. He goes around in race seven. Uh, I asked uh, that the original plan was probably to tackle the Queensland Sun, but he's opted for this race uh, instead. Does he put this field away? Yeah, I think so. Um, you know, he's pretty impressive. Um, last start running quick quarter around Redcliffe. Um, so I think he's probably, you know, good ability and, you know, he should take a lot of beating in that race. Yeah, the Hayden's the main target for him. So after what he delivered first up last week at Redcliffe, a sub-27 last quarter, is he on the right track as far as the Hayden is concerned? Yeah, definitely. Um you know, again, a few good runs into him um, leading up to it. So he's going to be pretty hard fit for it, and he's going to need to be. All right. Now that the field's been drawn for the Queensland Sun, if Ben had decided to go that way, he, he wouldn't have been out of place in that race on Saturday night, although he's lacking a little bit of match uh, or race fitness. No, not at all. Um, you know, he's got good ability, and it's pretty much, you know, the same field that's going to be heading towards the Hayden, so it'll be interesting to see, uh, you know, how the race stacks up. Mm, that will be interesting. Uh, I've got to ask about the big mare, Uptown Beach Girl, last week in that mare's feature at Erectlet, she was fourth. How do you assess her right now with that big group one just around the corner, the Golden Girl? She's going good. Um, you know, she's probably been a little bit unlucky with backline draws. Um, she's probably wanted to be up handy you know, more roll on type than coming off the pace. But hopefully when the big races come around, we get a bit more lucky with the draw. All right. So uh, she's still on target. Um, this draw on Saturday night, obviously not ideal drawing the inside of the second row. No, not really. Not for her. Um, 
you know, I mean, the only good thing is they're following out quite a nice horse, so that helps. But but the way she likes to race, um, you know, it's probably not ideal. Okay. The Wayne Wilson Paleface Adios Classic. You're driving Bronski Zulu. You've been with this guy previously. He's facing a wide draw. Is he good enough to win? I think he's good enough to win. Um, you know, he's obviously going to need a bit of luck from that draw, but he is quite a nice young horse, and, um, you know, he's still learning what he's got to do. So when he puts it all together, he'll be quite a good horse. All right. And the two uh, runners, as far as the second round of heats are concerned for the DJA, Funny Face and Naughty Naughty. Firstly, with Funny Face, is Jack Butler starting to win the battle with this mare? She's put in a couple of rough ones to start her Australian campaign, but much better last week finishing third. Yeah, she's um, she's getting better, you know. The main thing is the start where we're having a bit of an issue, but she went away trotting last week, which was a big plus, but she just couldn't quite find her rhythm. So she's still really good and super with her run, but if we can get away better and, you know, be a bit more handy, um, she's definitely good enough to take it out. All right, naughty, naughty. He's probably got the stronger of the two heats there on Saturday night, but... Drawn barrier one with a clean getaway, uh, he'll prove competitive. He will, you know. He, he's an honest horse. He he tries hard. Uh, his manners are generally pretty good. Um, we just made a few little gear changes to him. Hopefully, that you know enough to do you know what we need to do. Okay. Well, it's a busy night on Saturday night for you. It's a busy day today. Uh, what uh, nine of the ten races? Am I correct in saying that? Yeah, I think that's right. I think I just missed the last. You get an early march tonight, go home, have another uh, Epsom Salts bath. What's your best drive yeah. today for our listeners this morning? Um, I quite like Substitute. Uh, he's been racing well um, without a lot of luck, but, you know, he can make his own luck, and I think it's the right type of race for him. Awesome. Race nine, number eight. Hey, great to hear that uh, no damage was done there on Tuesday. Uh, you're only, uh, you know, a couple of wins away from 200, so you're on record pace, so keep up the good work. Thanks, Chris. There's Nathan Dawson, the leading driver in the country, joining us. So uh, he is uh, he is back in action today after that little spill Tuesday afternoon. Sat out last night, but he's good to go with nine races. Here's a guy that probably most didn't expect to be part of the action on Saturday night as far as race driving is concerned. We're talking about Shane Graham because uh, he's picked up a, a, a suspension, but he's appealed that suspension and he's been able to uh, secure a stay, so he's right to drive both tomorrow and Saturday night. And it's all important, and he joins us now. Shane, good morning. Morning, Chris. Okay, so you've appealed that suspension, so when are you likely to have that heard? Uh, it gets heard tomorrow um, at lunchtime tomorrow. Okay, so are you expecting a result immediately, or is there any sort of problem with you driving on Saturday night, depending on what happens tomorrow afternoon? Um, I don't think so. Um, I'm not sure when the uh, hearing, when the, well, they'll have an answer after the hearing. Um, they did think it could um, uh, just a decision pending, so it might take sort of 24, 48 hours, but I'm not exactly sure the exact time frame. Okay, so bottom line, you are good to go for both Friday and Saturday night. Yes, yes, that's right. Okay, all right. Well, let's get straight into it because you've got a number of key drives and uh, we'll start with 
turn it up in the Wondolos, mate. Drawn out in seven. Uh, he disappointed last time out in the Lucky Creek. What happened there? Yeah, he um pretty sort of um, uncharacteristic for him. He just got too too keen and just wouldn't wouldn't come back to me in that race. And over the longer distance, he just can't can't be that keen and sort of go that quick. So um, yeah, he's normally very casual sort of horse, but he uh, you know just probably feeling a bit too good and um, yeah, was just too revvy and just didn't settle. Okay, it is out of sorts because he's been so consistent during his time under your care here in Queensland. He, he, he really puts in a bad one, but that was so out of character for him. So is, is there any concern going forward or does he seem back to his normal self uh, since that run? Yeah, no, nah, he's fine. He's fine. He, uh, he, he did, uh, I don't know, it was two blocks of fakes ago. He, he got keen and, and performed ordinary. So that was probably the last. Yeah, bad time, bad race he's run, but um, yeah, I, I'm sort of, I'm not too worried. Um, I think it's just one of those, one of those things. He was just a bit keen, and well, this week only been over a mile. You probably don't have to worry too much about um, having to back off. So um, yeah, I don't think it's a problem. All right, so we wipe the uh, the slate clean, and, and this is Taylor May for him here on Saturday night. A mile front row draw. The obvious question: Does he leave this field? Um, look, I, you know, we'll, um, we'll be, we'll be going forward. Um, yeah, like it's sort of, he, he has led pretty much every time he has on the front line. So, um, I'm hoping that record stays the same. And when he's drawn out in gate seven, you seem to get that little bit of extra momentum at the start. So he can build into it quicker. So he should be able to get across. The obvious question then, the follow-up question, if you do lead... Do you want to hold the front, or do you look for a trail, given what happened last time out? Yeah, look, I, I think just being over the short trip, you know, like, um, even if he does get, a, you know, keen again, um, it's only only a mile. So, um, you know, I'm pretty happy to stay in front, and, yeah, if he's good enough, he's good enough. Okay, so if Black Sedans, who's the current track record holder, pops off after you've crossed him, and he comes looking for the lead... You're prepared to park him? Yeah, I think so. Like he, um, you know, this bloke, he's he's probably gone 51 um, and a bit leading, so he can run the time and that. And um, I think he is probably, you know, going as good as as I've sort of had him go. Um, so yeah, just being the short trips, you know, I think it's um, we might as well take most of it if we do happen to lead. All right. So after this weekend, you skip next week, the Mr. Feelgood free-for-all, and then you're straight into the Sunshine Sprint Blanks of Bakers. Is that the campaign? Yeah, that's it, Chris. That's, um, yeah, it's sort of... We probably go about a bit different to last year, but, um, yeah, that's that's what we're aiming for. All right. Now, importantly for you, with this uh, little stay, you've been able to secure the drive on Future Assured in the Queensland Sun. And this is an important race, good prize money, but the winner is guaranteed to start in next week's Rising Sun. This is a good drive to get. Yeah, it is. Um, you know, I've been lucky enough to uh, Trent and uh, Kevin told me to offer me the drive. And, yeah, like he's, he's racing terrific. Um, he was good last start at Redcliffe, and yeah, his previous starts were faultless. So, no, it's definitely a good drive to pick up. He's a super fast horse, and 
all things considered, he was unbelievably good in that patron's purse chasing home leap to fame, and he looks like he'll be better suited back at Albion Park. Yeah, that's right. You know, he was, he was wide off the track there, and, you know, like, I think he sort of leaped to fame. You know, he's just out of the box and, you know, probably racing the best horse in Australia at the moment. So, um, yeah, it was definitely a good run to, to finish as close as he did in that run, considering the luck he had. Okay, so you're drawn outside the, the favourite and speak the truth. Obviously, he's the horse to beat. Yeah, like he um, yeah, he raced terrific in the patron first as well. So, um, yeah, he's sort of probably the, the one to beat. But, um, you know, Trent's got his other horse in there, the three-year-old. He's been, he's been sort of coming along nicely and each run be getting better. So, you know, it's a it's a competitive race and there's probably, you know, more than just a one one chance in it, really. Okay, so we've got the three three year olds taking on the four year olds here. Free thinker for real life or rider. You you think they'll measure up? Oh yeah, for sure, you know, like um they're they're all, you know, they've they've done a good enough job to get into the race, so I can't see why they wouldn't. All right. So as I said, the, the the Hayden's another race coming up. Now that you've got the drive on Future Assured in the Queensland Sun, it looks likely for real life we'll be going around the Hayden as well. So can we put you down for the Hayden uh, with Future Assured also? Yeah, yeah, I think so, Chris. Right. <laughs> I'll take over as the manager. Uh, race four, the Queen of Hearts here for the Mayors. You've scratched Scarlet Babe, you're left with Yarram and Bella, and importantly, she's finally drawn a good game. Do you expect a forward showing here? Yeah, I do, Chris. She, um, you know, you couldn't expect anything more of her and all of the runs so far up here. Um, you know, like the other time she did miss the board, um, was to lead the fame, and she had a bad draw that night. So, um, and last week, you know, at Redcliffe, I think she was sort of probably one of the run of the races from from um, the back line draw. So, uh, yeah, it's good to get a good draw with her. Okay. Uh, the other one that I wanted to ask about, um, I spoke with Lenny Kane yesterday about Go Cutter My World. You're going to drive this guy in the Wayne Wilson Pale Face Adios Classic on Saturday night. This is a pretty smart two-year-old, isn't it? He is. He um, he keeps improving with every start. Um, touch what he, he seems like his manners are, are quite good and... You know, he's um, he's definitely getting better every start. Um, last week he showed good gate speed and, um, you know, that always helps in these races. Yeah, that, that, there was a lot to like about that victory last week. And you drove him in that race, you used him hard off the gate and then he still threw down a quick last quarter. So at both ends of the race, he was he was forced to do some work. Yeah, that's right. You know, like his, um, his first few starts, he... he, he uh, you know, he probably didn't draw the best and, and just got driven with one run run. But last week from the wide draw, he, he had the sort of burn and the full quarter he, he went for. And when you're running those low 27, you know, it, it definitely sorts them out. And uh, he was still good at the finish and, and, and felt quite strong still on the line. So, um, yeah, I'm sure he'll improve a lot off that run as well. Okay. And the other one that I wanted to ask about, Jack Awaj, he lines up in that uh, second round of heats uh, for the DJA series. Back at the shorter trip, can if you know he's a good beginner, if he lands in front here, can he take them all the way? Yeah, look, he's sort of one of those horses. He, um, you know, like he he mightn't have the class as, as some of the other trotters and that brilliance, but he's just a reliable sort of trotter that 
when he does get the right trip and, and that he, he does always seem to find the line. So, um, yeah, look, it's a, it's a tough race again for him, but um, he, he definitely tries his heart out. So, um, you know, if we can have him in the right spot, I'm sure he'll, he'll do his best. Okay, so tomorrow, just around, what, lunchtime, that appeal will take place. So are you confident? Oh, well, you know, we're as confident as you can be in these situations. Okay, so if you are forced to, to sit out or serve that suspension, will you be back in time for the Sunshine Sprint Race time? Yeah, I, th- I think um, the way, the way um, you know, I, I didn't get a stay until late yesterday afternoon, so I've already served a few days from Saturday. So, um, yeah, we should be right for the Sunshine Sprint Carnival still. All right, excellent. Well, fingers crossed. Hopefully everything goes well tomorrow, and we'll see you trackside uh, tomorrow night and Saturday night. Yep, no worries. Thanks, Chris. There's Shane Graham joining us. So he's got to stay. He's got the appeal tomorrow, but uh, even uh, depending on what happens at that appeal, unlikely he'll get a result. So uh, he'll be free to drive both Friday and Saturday night. So we'll wait and see there with uh, particular interest because he's got uh, a number of key runners going forward throughout the carnival. Okay, so uh, that's Shane Graham. Uh, So that's uh, very interesting there. Uh, We're going to track down Anthony Butt any moment now, Steve, because Mm -hmm. Anthony's got two drives on Saturday night. He's got his uh, own trotter with his partner, Sonia Smith, and uh, Hammers Law, and he's been really good in each of his uh, local runs. But also coming up on Saturday night, Jeff Webster has sent Doug's platter up. This is a pretty tidy three-year-old. He's got a good record. It's a good race, that final race. So I'm keen to get the thoughts on uh, on that runner with Anthony as well. And he's online with us now. Ants, good morning. Yeah, good morning, Chris. Uh, let's start with Hammers Law. Yet to win so far during this Queensland campaign, but he hasn't put in a bad one. In fact, he's absolutely going super. Yeah, yeah, he's been racing really well and... We thought the series would suit him. So, um, yeah, you know, he's had his chance to win both times, but just been run down late. So hopefully this week he uh, gets his chance again. Okay, so we've got another round of heats on Saturday night. Just looking at your field on Saturday night, is that the the weaker of the two heats in your opinion? Uh, Probably is, yeah. There's probably not much between them. You know, there's a few good horses in each heat, but, you know, Smoke and Bandit obviously did some things wrong the other night, but if he gets back to his best form, he's going to be hard to beat in the other heat. So, yeah, so, you know, I think we'll get a chance from there. All right. Off the 10 metres, he flies away, this guy. He's very reliable. Yeah, yeah, he's an old boy. He's been around a bit, so uh, he's never done anything wrong since we've had him. So, hopefully, uh, touch wood, he continues. Okay, so if he wins this heat on Saturday night, does that just build the confidence a little for the final next week? Yeah, well, he's one of those horses. You know, we all know he's, he's no superstar, but he's a good, honest fella, and always gives his best, and he's quite tough, you know, so he can make his own luck. So, yeah, and I think he's, um, you know, this series is a race that, you know, that'll really suit him. Okay. Will he back up in those mobile features in the last two weeks of the carnival? Um, probably, yeah. You know, as I said, the, the series was the main name, the Alexandra, but, um, you know, we've got to wait here for the end of the carnival for some of the others, so it's more than likely we'll send him around those as well. Okay. The last race, you're teaming up with Jeff Webster. Doug's platter comes north. He's obviously here for a derby campaign. What can you tell us about this guy? Oh, we lost him. And uh, so, yeah, so hopefully, you know, he's got to beat. 
Okay. So here's a younger half-brother to Doug's babe. And as we know, she's now in North America. And she's been able to transition really quickly. Has that surprised you with how well she's adapted up there in North America? Oh, she's always a very high-class mare here. You know, she runs some superstars like Tough Tilly and um, Ladies Red and that kind of thing. And she proved at the end of last year when she won that Group 1 that she was probably closing the gap. So, um, you know, we all know the mares go great up in America. And, you know, Nifty Norman's done a great job with her. So um, it's really good to see. Yeah. Well, hopefully this guy's got that ability like his big sister. His record's good. So this is your first time driving him, isn't it? Uh, I've actually driven him once before. I drove him at Horsham and won on him. But, yeah, Chris Alpha generally drives him. So, you know, as I said, he's raced at a pretty good level in, back in Victoria. So, you know, he's here for the derby. So hopefully he's hard to beat Saturday night. OK. How do you sort of line up this opposition? Uh, I don't. I don't know much about them yet. I haven't <laughs> done the form, but I'll do it closer to, the, to Saturday night. And, um, yeah, I'm not really sure. You'll know more than me how they, the rest of them go. But, you know, he's a high-class three-year-old in Victoria and... And that form generally holds up pretty well up here. And the other key thing about him, uh, Jeff Webster, there's not many better trainers than Jeff Webster, an outstanding horseman. Yep, he's been one of the greats for a long time. And, you know, obviously a legend in South Australia. And he's come across to Victoria probably, you know, 15, 20 years ago and really stamped his mark. So I drive quite a bit for him. And they're always great to drive, you know, well-mannered and always fit. So, you know, you always love putting his colours on. All right. Well, Jeff was in action last night, driving himself too at Geelong, and I think it was the uh, the younger half sister or brother to uh, Doug's platter. So, do we get to see Jeff in Queensland during the carnival? Um, I think so. Yeah, he's sent the horse up to me to look after. He's got Cobber up here as well. Hopefully for the rising uh, sun next week. And but yeah, I think Jeff will come up next week for the the weekend if um, all all goes well. All right. Speaking of Cobber, he is low flying that horse. Yeah, he's just really, um, you know, turned into a jet the last few starts. He's always been a pretty good horse, but he's just gone to a new level. And he's, you know, his last three wins at um, Melton have been fantastic. So, you know, hopefully he gets a run in the rising sun. And obviously it won't be easy, but, uh, you know, he'll he'll give a great account of himself. Yeah, well, he's fit, he's in form, and he can run some time, can't he? Yeah, and he's very, you know, he's fast and he's tough. He can make his own luck and... You know, I think it'd be a great addition to the race because obviously he let the fames, you know, stands out. But uh, I think my, you know, this guy's probably as good as most of the rest. Okay, I've got to ask. You were here trackside. You were driving that night, uh, patron first night Friday week ago. Did did he surprise you in any way, leap to fame? Uh, he did actually. You know, I know he's a great horse, and I've always had tremendous respect for him. But um, to actually see him live in that race was was quite amazing because. As I said, halfway through the race, I watched it with a couple of, you know, people, good friends, and I said, this horse can't win. He can't run a place. You know, the, he was so far back, and the times they were running, and, um, yeah, so it was, it was actually, it looked better live than it did on the video, really. So, you know, he's just gone to a new level, and he's going to be the one to beat any time he goes around in any race. Yeah, absolutely. We've got the, uh, the Winter Carnival features coming up in the Rising Sun, the Blacks of Fake, and then the Eureka, which then asks me, uh, well, leads me into the next question for you. Are you any chance of uh, reuniting with Captain Ravishing? Um, I'm not really sure. I obviously drove in the early, early doors, and he's back with Armour um, Tabor, and I think I'm on the list, but I think they were quite keen to get a Sydney driver as well. So um, I guess it'll just play, play out in the next few weeks what happens and who's committed to who and that kind of thing. So, yeah, it has been mentioned, but, um, 
yeah, as I said, I'm not holding my breath, but uh, we'll see what happens. Okay, you just got to tell the connections that no one's gone faster in Australasia than one A buck, 46.9. You've got the record. That's right, yeah, but people seem to forget in this game. Yeah, <laughs> ain't that the truth? So uh, we'll wait and see. Hey, great to have you here in Queensland. Uh, looking forward to seeing these two horses compete on Saturday night, Hannah's Law and also Doug's Platter. So appreciate the time. We'll see you trackside. No, thanks, Chris. There's champion driver Anthony Bunt joining us this morning. So a lot to look forward to. So it'll be interesting, Steve, mm. which way they go with Captain Ravishing. Who will get the drive? Will it, will it be Mark Pitt? Are they looking at Cameron Hart? Are they looking at Jack Trainer? Is Ants in the mix as well because he has sat behind him previously. So we'll wait and see. Mm. Talk to Matthew Young in a moment. Gloucester Park again. Have a look at her go. She bolted away. Ten metres in front of Cyclone Charlotte. On the outside, Steno. American Armour battling on 18. Carrot the inside. But wonderful to fly. a mile out in front of Cyclone Charlotte. 18. Carrot American Armour the outside. And wonderful to fly. Has absolutely bolted in one by 15 metres. Yeah, that was Gloucester Park last Friday night. Chris expected to do that basically. Start Started a dollar one and won by a very big margin, mm. and mile rate was what one fifty six two. Matty Young's with us. Matty, good morning. Good morning to you, boys. I've got to ask this question first up. Has there been an approach or an offer put forward to buy Wonderful to Fly? Uh, from what I've been told, there was. Okay, it's a no. There's definitely a no. Okay. Okay, so no Queensland we know now, so no rising sun for wonderful to fly. The Eureka, is that still a possibility? It is a possibility. That's the race that as soon as it was announced, that was the one that Shane really was keen on. Um, I'm of the opinion that I think he needed to go to Brisbane to be able to get into the Eureka, um, but he's he's elected to not go to Brisbane, so uh, he's still well and truly very interested in going to Sydney to race in that two, $2 million race. Um, so we'll just we'll wait and see, and hopefully uh, someone uh, throws a lifeline out and gives her an opportunity. But um, if that doesn't happen, there's uh, plenty of great racing for her in WA and uh, because she's a four-year-old, so the got the four-year-old classic, the four-year-old championship, uh, the Pinjarra classic, Golden Nugget, the Pacing Cup's now in November. So... Does she have a crack at that as a four-year-old? Um, and the Golden Nugget, of course, with the Mayor's Classic. So there's plenty of good races over here that she can compete in. Um, so, yeah, I think I think he's looking long-term at being able to give her a little freshen up and go into those. And there's even a four-year-old Westbred race which uh, she can compete in, which will be coming up uh, later on this season. So... Yeah, there's plenty for her here in WA. Um, I, I would love to have seen her go to Brisbane because I think uh, she deserves the opportunity, but Shane's uh, the, the majority owner. He made the decision, so you've got to respect that. Mm. Uh, what do you think the major reason was for saying no? Um, <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think... <laughs> yeah, I think he's... Um, I think he's just he's really concerned. There was a, there was a few elements into it that if he went, he was going to have to tip all the horses out from home, and he's running a business, and um, he's also uh, going to go across there, and uh, there's no guarantee that she was going to be able to get back home and uh, before the big races here. So he just sort of made a calculated decision to uh, miss Queensland and. 
um, try and line up. He thinks it'll be easier for him to get home from Sydney uh, than Queensland. So um, that seemed to be it. But there, there are a multitude of reasons. I think he was just coming up with reasons at the end. So um, unfortunately, she won't be there. Okay, so as it stands with the Eureka, five horses have been able to secure a slot. I think there's another five, but two of those are going to be uh, representatives for Racing Queensland and uh, Racing Tasmania. So there's three spots left. So it'll be interesting to see how that plays out in the next couple of weeks. Speaking of Perth horses, Magnificent Storm has arrived. He's touchdown in Brisbane. What a specimen he is, Matt. Yeah, he's a wonderful horse and what a performance last Friday. Um, I think if you equate his mile rates for the 2,500-metre stand, it would have been 155.9 or 156 exactly, and uh, that would have smashed the previous track record. And uh, the sections that he was able to produce, his last mile and a half was in 249 and change. That's just... I've never heard of a horse running those speeds around Gloucester Park, so... Uh, that was, I reckon that was nearly his career best run and he's run second. So um, really looking forward to seeing how he goes in Queensland. Okay, next Saturday night. So Saturday week, we'll see him in action in the Mr. Feelgood. Uh, and just quickly before we get your thoughts for uh, tomorrow night's card, uh, those changes made by Rawa with the Cup, the Fremantle Cup. So the Fremantle Cup now sort of ties in with the Nullarbor and the WA Pacing Cup is going to be run uh, in, in late November. Uh, how did that go down with the industry over there? Not great. Um, yeah, it's it's not really been all that popular with a lot of people. Um, it, it seemed to be not too much consultation towards the industry participants. Um, I believe they did speak to uh, Gary Hall Sr., Greg Bond and Justin Prentice, but um, uh, I think there was a couple of... Uh, important people to probably speak to in regards to it. But anyway, the decision's been made and we've got uh, the November 10, I think it is, for the WA Pacing Cup, which will be, of course, in the week of three days after the uh, Melbourne Cup, which apparently is very good for turnover. Um, so we'll see how we go there. And then the Fremantle Cup will be the week after and they've had a change of distance. So the Pacing Cup, which has gone back to the 2,500 metres, and the Fremantle Cup's gone back up to 2,900 metres. It's just one step away. We just needed to go back to a standing start, Chris, and then we'll have the Fremantle Cup that is the best version, in my opinion. Do you think that was ever consulted this time around? Um, I think it's got a lot to do with uh, sponsors as well as um, Rawa and just, yeah, just the general... I think there's a general dislike for standing starts, as we've seen nationwide. I love them. Uh, I think they're fantastic. And if anyone doesn't like them, just go back and watch last Friday. Uh, the Magnificent yeah. Storm, most like Arden's Horizons won the race at $21. Um, there was plenty of moves in the event. It's tactical. You're getting $3 about Magnificent Storm, who we know is a very good horse. So you're getting value for betting on the best horse in the race. And I just think, um, yeah, you, I think that was the race of the year for my in my opinion, that I've seen so far, and uh, it's going to take a lot to beat it. Okay. Well, we've got a big program tomorrow night, 11 races. Where do we find your best bet? Set the alarm and stay awake. Race 10, number one, Decla Diva. I, I like this horse. It's not an overly strong field, and uh, Decla Diva's had tricky draws the first two runs back for uh, my brother, David, and... 
Um, I just think that she's got the gate speed to lead. Her run on Tuesday was decent, and I think at her best. And with what's in the field, I think she can win the race. So uh, she could be cheeky odds, could be around 8 or $9 in this sort of race. And I just thought she was a really good each-way play. So I was happy to go with her. So we'll go race 10, number one, Decla Diva is my best. All right, that's race 10, number one. It will be interesting to see the prize because it looks like we've got the Gary Hall Jr. tax to be added to that as well. Yeah, yeah, he ruins everything. <laughs> <laughs> you said that, not me. <laughs> so race 10, number one, the best bet uh, tomorrow night. Uh, any word last week on uh, Mr. Smarty? Yeah, I think um, speaking with... Uh, Stewie McDonald on Tuesday on my show, he mentioned that the three-year-olds from that race on Friday have all gone for a break. So I'm assuming it's it's more of a, a guess, but uh, he didn't he didn't um, not include Mr. Smarty. So I'm assuming that he's having a little bit of a break and um, he's performed well. His first win was good, and then he's gone 157.3 for 2500, and he's performed really well out in front. So. Um, yes, that's the report is they're just having a bit of a freshen up and head towards the WA Derby later in the year. All right. Don't think that's a bad idea for him at this stage of his campaign. Matty, as always, appreciate the time. Looking forward to chatting again next week because we'll be able to dig deep into the form of Magnificent Storm when he steps out of the Mr. Feelgood. Yeah, looking forward to it, Chris. Thanks, guys.